I mean, Josh, you remember what I did last week. So last week, I, you were the Z-Man, so I'm just going to stick with that. So I was thinking, oh, I'll give Andy, like, an initial. Like, he'll be the S-Man. But I, I kind of want to do the Ass-Man, because it's A-S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just make him the ass man but i was like no i don't want to surprise you and throw that at yeah. you all of a sudden. i'm just i'm just really lucky you know my parents didn't decide to make my middle name like steven or <laughs> sebastian or something sign everything ass yeah <laughs> you can get the get the uh ass man license plate like license, from seinfeld yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey look it's the ass man <laughs> you know i'd call you that all the time that's fine. I would call myself that. You know, it, in fact, my middle name is a C, and if you have like the, what is it, the the soft C sound, it's it is still like ass. it's a little bit ass, yeah. <laughs> That's there. You get you found it, Andy. A little bit ass. Andy, a little bit ass stoles. There it is. At least for this week. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy, a little ass stoles. Well, what's up, podcast people? And the Z-Man is back, Josh Zorch. Happy to be here. Uh, so we are coming off of our first uh, episode of Rewind Theater, so hopefully you got a chance to uh, give that a listen. Uh, it's fun to do. We're going to try to keep doing those here and there, probably every other episode we're gonna try to stick to that um so hopefully then if if all goes according to plan the next episode we do will be for the second episode of that series so if you missed the first one um and i actually just put our little our our wheel spin from the wheel of fate up to let you know on facebook uh what we're going to be doing next so the next movie in the series we're going to be watching venom um, which i don't really know if anyone is excited about but we we will be doing that for the podcast it's why you leave it to the wheel of fate. Yeah, we will, we will stick to, it to out. To make us do the things we would probably not otherwise elect. <laughs> Correct. Yes, exactly Exactly right. Um, we'll see. At some point, uh, I I would like to talk about the DC fandom stuff. Um, we're, we're recording this a couple days out from the fandom. So uh, by the time this comes out, we will probably, if you will have watched or missed the fandom, that is, that is you know, the 22nd all day, supposedly. Um, so we're... Josh and I were just sort of talking before the show. We don't know if that stuff's going to end up on the internet right after, if they're going to wait a little bit before it's on there. So we'll see what we can share um, and what everybody sees uh, and catches. Hopefully there's some, again, some some stuff. There's a lot of good panels there that I think are worth talking about. So we'll have to see what we can catch between now and then and, and hopefully try to find some time to record something on that one too. Um, but for this episode, uh, we're going to see what's up with everybody. So that's right. We got another What's Up With You episode. Um, and honestly, I keep forgetting whenever we do these that I think I have some sort of intro from Andy that I might throw in just because I have it and I is, don't use it. Is there one? Really? I feel like there's one of you just saying what's up with you a couple times and I'm just going to use it because it's there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, remember this. Yeah. See if you, you can find like another like funky, fresh techno, techno beat to put behind it. <laughs> what, 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 what's up with you? Yeah. Like that. Oh no, that's the new one. No, there that's go. going in. That's that's the one. I'm gonna do, say do that, that like forever. three times in a row with, with with some kind of background music that you can find on the like free domain site. Yep. I know. I have to find some royalty free stuff. The, yep. the the intro music for the show I made on my dad's Mac with GarageBand, so I'll have to see if I can borrow his Mac again and just play around in there. Um, all right. So for anyone unfamiliar with this type of uh, episode, this sort of format. Uh, it's basically just an excuse for us to catch up with each other, see what we've been watching, reading, playing, get some maybe recommendations, maybe some things to avoid, um, and just kind of shoot the shit a little bit. Um, Josh, I think, was actually looking back to see the last time we did this. You said we, the last what's up, with you, what's up With You we did was like pre-quarantine or somewhere uh, right at the beginning of quarantine? Toward the, I mean, relatively speaking at this point, beginning of quarantine, I think it posted at the beginning of April. So any thing that we had shared at that point was like eh, things through maybe february and march 
Um, so I, I, I know for myself, like this, this is basically almost like a quarantine, like media dump. Like what have you <laughs> been doing through the pandemic? What has, what has your, <laughs> what have you been using your time doing with media during, you know, this, this century's pandemic? Right. Yeah. I don't know if my list is going to be that extensive. I, th- <laughs> I think I got like four things on there that I'm going to bring up and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> That's about again, it just, for me too. Yeah, sort of just in the interest of like, I know we've notoriously just gone long for a bunch of episodes, so I'm trying in in the back of my mind to just be like, okay, let's try to get to a time limit and stick to it. So we'll see if we adhere by that uh, by the time this is over. Um, well, do do you want to try? Um, I know we initially talked about like maybe breaking it out by media type and talking about TV altogether, then talking about movies or something. Do you want to do it by person, and we can implement our uh, alarm system? <laughs> set the 15 minute timer yeah like 15 or 20 minutes we want to go about an hour-ish are we doing 15 minutes per, per yeah I guess per person right Not we're not going to do 15 minutes per category because that could be right. still pretty long yeah uh, yeah, that's gonna be actually... more. It sounds like that's gonna be much more of the challenge for me than you guys yeah I think so I think you're correct <laughs> but, but I like challenges <laughs> so you let me know I'll give you the option if you want to go first uh, I will I will give you the clock Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, 15-minute timer starting now. All right, first, I'm going to start with books because, damn it, I actually read books, and I can talk (laughs) about those for once. Um, It took me a little while through the uh, late winter and early spring uh, to get through a collection of James Joyce short stories that I was reading. This was part of my Let's Get Ready to Go on vacation to Ireland in October prep list. Uh, spoilers, I'm not going to Ireland in October anymore. <laughs> uh, that's gotten postponed an entire year. So, I mean, people always take sixth anniversary, <laughs> like, marquee vacations, right? Um, in the year of 2020, yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just, you know, make it, make it a thing. Oh yeah, we will. It'll it'll we'll make it as good as we can. So skip the ten year, just do it on the twelfth year and eighteenth. <laughs> just just arbitrary <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um so then I followed that up by reading something else that was on that list because the official like the trip wasn't yet officially cancelled and I figured I'm just in the mode already. Uh it was a book called Star of the Sea, which is much more recent than James Joyce's writings. I think it was written in uh, around the year two thousand. Uh it was quasi like a murder mystery ish but it was sort of set around the like the background of the story that it was all happening in was a uh a mostly iron irish immigrant ship making the trek across the atlantic to come to uh like new york in um in like the in, in like 1850 okay um so it was Really interesting. It was de- definitely like a different storytelling vibe. Uh, it wasn't linear. It kept all these like offshoot chapters of character backstory and whatnot. So it, w- it was interesting. Okay. Um, I finished that up. And then I finally, I, I, I now I got a chance to dive back into our uh, good friend Sarah Tarkov's uh, trilogy books. Uh, she is a friend of ours who I've mentioned a couple times who uh, is a personal friend of Sarah's that she grew up with. Uh, from the Pittsburgh area, and Sarah made a career so far out of screenwriting, um, and for several seasons, most notably, she worked on the Arrow TV show. Which I'm really um, jealous uh, among, of. That's yeah, awesome. among a couple other uh, DC properties. I know there was like one or two animated movies or, or short series that she also was a part of, um, but her own novels uh, that she has out, a trilogy of them, uh, her second book, Fearless, uh, I just cracked back into it's been about a year since I finished the first one and uh, I'm excited to get back into that and support her. Nice. So go ahead, go ahead and look for those. Uh, second category. Um, I've been doing puzzles. <laughs> I've Wait, been working like, on j- like, like jigsaw puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. Okay. Uh, something I used to do What's... in my twenties and like my late teens a lot. And I have like a shelf full of them and I cracked a few open and uh, I got two of them done already. Uh, They were Harry Potter themed. One was sort of a Marauder's Map type thing. Uh, Another was 
like a Hogwarts layout type of look. Um, this other one I just started recently is really cool. It's actually three small separate layers where it, it, they're not paper or cardboard, but the pieces themselves are actually plastic and sections of the print on the plastic pieces are clear. So when you complete the three separate pieces, they then lay on top of each other in a skewed fashion to actually com- like make the complete picture. Oh, that's yeah, okay. weird. So I'll send you guys pictures if you're curious as to what that actually could look like or like how it's going together in the end if you care. But um, I, I, again, this is something I didn't. I, it's been sitting on our like game shelf for probably six years, at the least. I don't remember where it came from, how long I've had it. I don't think I bought it new. I never noticed that's what it was until I took it out of the box a week ago. <laughs> so I will admit yeah. that, you know, when you talked about like, hey, let's do a what's up with you. Let me talk about some stuff. Puzzles was not something I expected yeah, you to bring up. When you said puzzles, I was like, huh. Well, I knew that I would definitely win that category. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's winners? Well, I'm going to have to step up my game. Well, yeah, everything the, the else seems like apples where to the apples. Don't matter. As I'm, as I'm, uh, not challenged in the puzzles category. <laughs> I'm the clear winner. Winner by default isn't the same as winning. Yes, uh, Brian, what's my what's my timer? Uh, ten minutes exactly. Okay, so I did a count on my letterboxed account, uh, which is uh, something Brian and I use, and now my wife does, and I use it uh, to log feature movies that I'm watching. I don't do it for television, but if I'm watching a movie from our DVD collection or on Disney Plus or Netflix or I rent it from the library or Redbox, wherever I get it from, I just put it in to this app and I kind of use it as a diary log. It's like a calendar. I can look back. When did I watch such and such? Or, hey, this this month of this year, was there some reason that I was watching these horror movie series or something? So I did a count just based on that. So since the last episode of this we did, so since beginning of April, say the, say the end of March, I have logged... 99 movies jesus christ <laughs> you were one off one off yeah you almost had the triple yeah. digits and i you know if there's a small chance that i might have just missed logging one there but uh yeah nine you know it's gonna be number 100 since april venom <laughs> <laughs> i will have to make sure that i watch something first <laughs> that will not happen well, that'd be, uh, well at least there's not like venom is gonna be 101 true at least there's not like a, a bell that goes off anywhere like uh uh-huh, you've reached the your confetti, hundred movie. Yeah, champagne and all that stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh what what was the one that took you over to the century mark <laughs> um it was venom <laughs> yeah not gonna happen uh so i'll run down some quick highlights of my nearly 100 movies of of covid uh some netflix originals extraction the old guard Eurovision Song Contest, which was way funnier than I thought it would be. Uh, we just watched Project Power that came out this past weekend. Uh, we went to the drive-in a few times. Uh, we went to the legit drive-in. Uh, we saw a movie called Palm Springs with uh, Andy Samberg, which is freaking hilarious. It's kind of like a R-rated, quasi-raunchy, um, uh, adult right. effed up Groundhog Day. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's worthwhile. Um, it's kind of like a rom com as well, but it it's good. Um, our local parks department for the for Allegheny County was hosting drive in events at a few parks in the area. So South Park is a mile and a half from where we live. Uh, so we went out a couple of weeks ago. We saw Knives Out again, and then the week after that, we went out for Moana. Oh, nice. So just happy to get out of the house, do something different, still be, you know, safely spaced from people and just, yeah, just just change of pace. Uh, One of those movies, one of those 99 was uh, an episode that you guys have heard uh, sometime in, hmm, could have been April or May sometime. It was a never seen that, that I owed Brian, which was Fast and Furious. Yeah. Which one? That number four yeah because we did four? we did one a while ago yeah so the, we did so the first yeah, one like last fall the last one we did was number four yeah okay i'm trying to give him the highlights andy 
Uh, yeah. one, one, four, five is where we're headed. <laughs> you skipping you totally two and skipped three. two and three. I did, yes. What the hell? I want him to enjoy the movies. I don't want him <laughs> to just sign off and, and cut cut ties and be done. Which only ups like maybe that ups the ante for what I get out of Brian to watch those ones then. Maybe that's maybe those are worth more. <laughs> uh one day uh I did an Infinity War endgame back to back marathon. Definitely advise someone to do that at some point if they've never uh sarah watched tremors for the very first time <laughs> is that the shia labeouf disney movie no you're thinking of holes <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh tremors no the the creatures underground with kevin bacon oh right, right right yeah um we we watched tag again because it's freaking tag and that movie's amazing oh i love that movie i could watch that movie every week yeah i agree um in preparation for knowing that Bill and Ted was hopefully still going to be coming out in a timely manner, we rewatched Bill and Ted 1 and 2. And I got to say, Bogus Journey is a terrible goddamn movie. So which one? Uh, I, yeah. I get the titles messed up. Which one is which? Excellent Adventure is the first one, and then Bogus Journey is the sequel. Okay. It's yes. pretty shitful. 2 is not I great. I remember getting Bogus Journey free when I ordered a pizza from Pizza Hut once. <laughs> like, they brought a pizza from Pizza Hut. Like, here's your Bogus Journey. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I watched Wait, it. So, and I so was that like, movie came out. It, that movie came out in, like, 1991. So did you get it, like, then? Or was no, this, no, like, no. four it years was, ago? It was, like, way, way later. <laughs> okay. But, oh, that's weird. Was it, it a DVD? mass-produced way no, too many DVD. VHSs or something. No, it was, a to- it was totally a DVD, and it was just, like, it didn't even have, like, the the jewel case or anything like that. It was just, like, the circle case, you know, totally clear. Nice. And just, like, they stole it from not, a rental place somewhere. Not, not, never <laughs> yeah, back. like, not for resale here, yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap, okay. I might have it somewhere. I'll have to look for it. So, yeah, so, but I have not seen Bogus Journey. The only, the only other time I watched Bogus Journey in my life was in college once. And I, 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 it's it's really terrible. So I'm hoping three is way more like the nostalgia that we all remember of the first one. I'm hoping it's more along those lines. Yeah, I think at some point I watched the second one also because I think might have been like on the Amazon or something. Like I found it somewhere to watch for free, and I was like, ah, hey, what mm-hmm. the fuck? I'll watch it. And you're right. It was I really didn't remember a goddamn thing about that movie. And what I saw was like, this is a Bill and Ted movie. I don't remember anything about. It. This is terrible. Yeah, isn't it was it really bad. A lot of them just playing chess with death or something. Yeah. Yes, like that? that is <laughs> like the, be, the before before the rewatch. <laughs> that is the only scene I remembered whatsoever. Is just the never ending <laughs> games that death would not admit to losing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. I didn't remember anything else about the story, and for good reason. And there's like those alien creatures that just look fucking weird. Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I have something to look forward to. <laughs> Find that DVD, Andy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so what else did we do? We watched The Love Birds, which was supposed to be a theatrical release, but got postponed. And then Netflix bought up the distribution rights. Uh, so we watched that. Uh, we watched two Harry Potter movies as our journey continues with uh, two of our friends who, well, one of them who has never seen the Harry Potter movies. Uh, which leaves us just to do Deathly Hallows a week from now. We're going to do a back-to-back one and two on that. Uh, you'll be happy to know, uh, Brian, I rewatched Ant-Man at some point, oh. and I disliked it a little less. That's the, that's the first one, right? Not Ant-Man and the Wasp. Correct. I have not okay. rewatched Ant-Man and the Wasp since theaters. Okay. Well, that's good. But, so it's MCU movies. Are, you know, that one's coming around for you. I like it. A little bit, yeah. Uh, we're going to hit quickly. Oh, we have watched... 13 James Bond movies. Out of how many? 20-something? I think 24, 25. Yeah. Um, We started in like February because we were going to do... We were like finally going to go through and watch these movies again. And then obviously this was the perfect time to do it. So uh, yeah, we have watched 13 since. We we just finished our last Roger Moore one. And then we have two, whoever, I forget, Dalton maybe is after that. We have like two Dalton. of his, yeah. 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 two of his, and then yeah. we're into Pierce Brosnan. So I'm going to I'm gonna pause your timer because I feel like giant, a lot of James Bond movies is a good place to just dive in for a little bit. So I'm okay. just curious, some thoughts on these earlier James Bond movies and, and what you thought. Um, Out of all of them, I'd say the first three Sean Connery ones are, I think, the best made. Okay. As so a, a few 
if I if I had to single out like two or three baseline thoughts from that point forward from what I've seen so far, number one, I don't know whose idea it was. I've never read the any Ian Fleming book on these, but someone decided that especially Sean Connery's incarnation should just be rapier and beatier <laughs> as he goes on. Uh, like just the flat out like assault and coercion on women is it it's one of those things like yes okay looking through a 2020 lens how do we feel about these things that happened in the past i get that some of it i gotta guess still probably was like a little cringy for the time yeah i don't know i i do think it's it's definitely they're time capsule movies like they're definitely a snippet of what was going on at that time um, as far as Ian Fleming, I think I feel like the little bit that I know of Ian Fleming, I feel like all of that stuff fits Ian Fleming. <laughs> okay. Like I always thought he was an I I always got the impression he was like an older curmudgeonly racist guy. Okay. Oh yeah, the like the one one or two movies where the like Kentucky sheriff is for some reason a part a big part of the proceedings. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, really could have done without that guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember what, like, how far they got into James Bond before Ian Fleming died, because I think he was he was alive when they were making the movies, right? I believe so. I don't recall, and I, yeah, I, I don't recall like what the last one was that was based on a book that he wrote. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm fuzzy on that stuff too. Um. So that that aspect of them aside, I honestly do feel that just the storytelling, the script writing, the pacing, especially of the movies, just didn't really get better. They just seem to be really slow most of the time. And I w- this is a joke. Like anytime we brought this topic up with people the last couple months, I've said most of the time, especially with Roger Moore, I find myself actively rooting against James Bond. <laughs> um, but most of the movies, I don't really know what anybody wants or why anyone is what anyone is doing to either try to achieve it or stop it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's the franchise where they like go through set pieces and it's just like okay, how do we connect the dots? Like we sort they start of, yeah. at set pieces and go from there. Yeah, and the one thing I have to rail against that's it just drives me up a wall. There was this string of maybe four of the Sean Connery movies where I, so I looked it up. The same composer did many many of these movies. He recycled a lot of his score. And there is this one little section. It's only about seven seconds long. And there's about three or four movies where there are scenes where it plays straight for five to eight minutes (laughs) (laughs) during these prolonged, unnecessarily, uh, uh, like elongated, fight scenes i guess um i forget i think it might be on her majesty's secret service i'd have to look no no thunderball thunderball freaking thunderball there is like a seven minute scene of an underwater scuba fight (laughs) (laughs) i remember this between the mi6 guys and the bad guys where obviously nobody can talk and it's just shot after shot of people kind of grappling underwater and maybe shooting a harpoon gun in a direction. All accompanied by this seven second piece of music that just goes over and over and loops the entire goddamn time. And you would so have poke your eye out. Very apparent that, that that score is just being reused because that's all you can hear through that entire sequence. Over and over. And it pops up in like three or four direct sequels. It drove me insane. <laughs> Uh, um, have you seen any James Bond prior to this? Like, are these new, like, first watches for you, or are these rewatches on James Bond? I, we had watched probably the same first two or three interspersed in the last, like, seven to eight years. Okay. So, like, when I, but when I met Sarah eight years ago, I had never seen a James Bond movie. Okay. I watched... Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace just before Skyfall came out. So then I have since seen Skyfall and Spectre. Okay. Then somewhere in between there, we tried to go through these movies because I 
our first Christmas knowing she because she was like, oh, I'm a James Bond fan. I like these movies. You should watch them so we can go see Skyfall and you'll know what's going on. I was like, oh, you're a James Bond fan. It's our first Christmas together. I'll buy you the box sets of all the series. <laughs> so we had everything from Connery all the way through Pierce Brosnan yeah. sitting on the shelf for eight years. And we watched Dr. No from Russia with Love and maybe Goldfinger over the over those years and just never kept going. So you haven't done any Brosnan movies. I might I think I might have watched Goldeneye once in college. Okay. But I don't think I watched the others. Yeah, the, it's it's weird to say. It's like Brosnan was like my Bond. Like that was the one I remember growing up with. He was Bond. So that's mm-hmm. that's the first one I go to. Mhm. Like this, but, this slug through the end of the Roger Moore movies. Like he, Roger Moore did way more than I thought he did. Oh yeah, I thought he did maybe three. He did like eight. Yeah, and so tenure. all we kept saying after the first like two or three Roger Moore movies, Sarah just kept saying, "Can we just skip to Brosnan?" <laughs> and I said, "No, only because if we don't watch these now, we will never watch them again in our life." Yeah, Check we literally box. will never do it. So the other point that I would make about the progression of the movies is that it is 120% apparent to me that Albert Broccoli or some other major producer, longtime producer of these films, by the time you get to the 70s, they just flat out wanted to be making porn, <laughs> but didn't know how to get into the industry or didn't want their name on it or something. If you look at the progression of, especially with the Roger Moore movies, just... Really specifically, the like song opening title sequences, they literally just get porny <laughs> to the point where like the last two we watched, and I don't know how they like this was allowed in like a regular basic cinema. There's just like literally flat out, not a silhouette anymore. There's just a topless woman in the shots, like it in the sequences. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not about being a prude toward that. It's just, it's so out of place. And it's so weird because if the rest of the content of the movie, yes, tries to continue to reinforce what a suave ladies man that James Bond is. I will say with Roger Moore, there's like a 90% chance that any particular female who has a speaking role in any of his movies, they will write a scene where he sleeps with her at some point. <laughs> There is like they they just I don't they just got to the point these script writers maybe coming from the producers or again maybe from the novels I don't know like all he is is like I travel from this city to this city and I talk to people and in between I'm a pusshound yeah that is it and it just becomes very uninteresting it's just so one dimensional after like chapter eleven well they're checking all the James Bond boxes that's what you know made the movies money so <laughs> I, let's just keep doing it. I guess so. Um, like I, said, I I think my impression, and I just realized this recently once we got to the, the, the end of Roger Moore stuff here. Growing up not watching James Bond movies, I think I always had the impression that that character was more like Colin Firth's character in Kingsman. Uh, where right, he was okay. like the gentlemanly um, secret agent skilled fighter spy. Yeah. Not that... Like I said, not that he was constantly after women. Well, that's and the thing about the like movies. They, like, it's not really like he's after them. They, they, they throw themselves at him. That's a lot of what happens too. It, it can, and the situations that they write for those circumstances to occur just became more and more ridiculous. Oh yeah, and sure. more unbelievable, and more just oh, like I said. Oh, we need we want to write another scene where a new yet another new woman character is shown to you know for James Bond to have that conquest. So they just made up something to lead to that. It had been, no point in happening whatsoever. Yeah, it's been ten minutes since our last sex scene. Hurry up, cue it up. Let's go. <laughs> write one in. Exactly, and and that like I said I don't. I'm glad that has not been that this version of James Bond that we've gotten with Daniel Craig. And I don't recall that being really so prevalent in Goldeneye. If I, if I had seen that, um, I said, if, if it, I don't know. I said, I, I, 
being suave and being a ladies man and whatever is way different than just being like a I I, I don't want to use the word predator because that's <laughs> that's hyperbolic to some degree but it it really comes off disconcerting after a certain so point. I, f- I feel like in a nutshell you really enjoy these movies <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would enjoy them more than I am but <laughs> I, I I will say like I said like the first three Sean Connors to me were just better made movies yeah if if nothing else and I don't think it's because I didn't get used to the tropes yet they just seem like better put together. Yeah. I think, I mean, those are the ones I feel like everybody always comes back to. Like the first, first batch of Seanery, Sean, Seanery, Connery <laughs> movies are the, are the ones that everybody, everybody gravitates towards. That, um, that's what I, I hear. And like I said, maybe, you know, different time, different age. Maybe if I had grown up with them, maybe if my parents had shown them to me or a, an older brother or a cousin, an uncle, like something like that, but just haven't really felt most of them. Andy, where do you fall on James Bond? I I like them. For it, against it? I generally for it, you know. Is there a lot? Has, has it been a while since you've seen them? Yes. I, and I don't okay. think I've ever seen Skyfall and Spectre yet, but I've seen most of the other really? ones. Okay. Spectre, yeah, I, I think I've only seen Spectre once. I do think it deserves a rewatch, especially the leading up to the next one. Um, But Skyfall is fucking great. If if you have not seen Skyfall, I'd I'd say definitely check out Skyfall. I I will attest to that. Having, as I said, only quickly watching Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace before seeing that, I think you could probably walk into Skyfall not knowing jack shit and yeah. enjoy that movie from beginning to end. It is really well made. If you know who James Bond is, you are good for Skyfall. Just go. Yeah. If you have, like, the most basic idea of what that character kind of is, just go. It's so enjoyable. All right, Josh. uh, You have 156 on the timer. So I'm going to put you back on the clock. All right, lightning round. Here we go. Go. I watched uh, The Godfather 1 and 2 for the very first time in the last, like, two or three months. (laughs) And we'll be finishing up the third sometime soon. All right, Blitzing Through TV. Altered Carbon Season 2. Finished off Schitt's Creek. Uh, watched an entire run of The Office, which Sarah had never seen. We did all nine seasons. We started on March 31st and ended on May 6th. Recently did that yes. as well. Pretty awesome. <laughs> did you go through as, as quickly? Not as quickly, but we, you know, just chose one and went. Uh, watched uh, Happy Season 2, Sabrina Season 3, started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Got a slow start in May, but now I've been kind of blitzing through since, I don't know, the last month and a half or so. I'm up I might, to, I uh, might give us more four. time for that one because that is one I want to dive in there with you. <laughs> I, I just, I'm on like episode four or five of season four now. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a quick pause because I'm, I'm excited that you're finally sitting down well, to watch well, this. Let me, let me just ask, how much time do I have left or did I run out? 58 seconds. I, I paused do, at 58 do want, seconds. Do you, want to, do you want to pause and do this and come back, or do you just want me to try to finish and then All right, we'll come yeah, back yeah. to Go show. through your thing, and then we'll revisit Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. quickly. Okay, ready? So, go. Uh, Flash Season 6. Got through the first half of Batwoman Season 1. I need to try to find where I can access the second half of that. I want to finish that. Uh, we caught up mostly on American Horror Story. We watched uh, the 1984 season, along with Cult and Roanoke. We still have to do Apocalypse. I uh, watched a lot of Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, which I really enjoy, which I just heard got canceled, which really sucks. Uh, we watched Space Force, The Floor is Lava, which I contend I could beat that game in like 13 seconds, and the idiotic drama that they make people do in that game is ridiculous. We watched Supermarket Sweep, because why the hell not? We found it, and it's amazing. Uh, Umbrella Academy Season 2, I really enjoy that. I guess it got a lot of shit. But I had a good time. And then just the other day, we finished I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is a miniseries on HBO written by Patton Oswalt's late wife, based on a book written by his late wife about identifying and hunting down the Golden State Killer, which they did afterward after she died. So, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's been my quarantine. Yeah, you've, you've gone through some shit. That's, that's for sure. Put us all to shame, I think. Well, it helps that uh, uh, a lot of the time, about half the time, depending on what I have to do that day for work, I can put it on in the background. 
Oh, right. Because okay. I am working at home. And yeah. if, if sometimes I can just put it on in the background as I work. So, yeah, that has helped a lot in um, terms of quantity. Before we really dive into S.H.I.E.L.D., Andy, yeah. I don't remember. Have you watched the show or not watched the show? I watched uh, full seasons until the season that the Ghost Rider came, I think. Okay. So that's the in, one he just started. In, including that one? No. Or you stopped at that one? No, I did not watch any of the Ghost Rider season. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's we'll, we'll try to four. tread lightly. That's what I'm in right now. Um, it's four? Yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. And they just concluded season seven. That was just live on television like a week or two ago. And so the series is done now. It is complete. Okay. Um, I, I The ending was very satisfactory to me. I, I This is still one of my top shows. Like, I fucking love this show. I think it does take a little bit to get going. Um, I know I've said that before. Um, and I feel like you, Josh, can agree to that because I know you were slow going at first until you hit, like, the end of season one into season two. And then you're like, okay, now I'm kind of going faster. Uh, a bit more, yeah. There's, there's like, I would say that there's an, there's an interest that they create in the first four or five episodes, but it doesn't get intriguing or compelling until toward the end of that first season. Yeah. So, I I know we've talked about it before. I'm just gonna try to quickly rehash. First season takes place during phase two of the MCU. So. The show is treading water until Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier breaks the show open. It it takes off the reins a little bit, and then they can sort of do what they wanted to. Um, the show was always marketed as, like, we are tied to the MCU. Everything is connected. By the time you get to, like, season three, you realize, no, nothing's connected. They don't really give a shit anymore, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I think the show, by season three and four, blazes, blazes its own path. It does what it needs to do. You By then, you're invested in these characters and just want to see where the story goes. And from that standpoint, the show is fantastic. Um, uh, I will agree with that summary, that assessment, yeah. You you get to some of the later seasons when some of the big stuff in the MCU happens. Like, season five coincides with Infinity War. And the okay. end of that season, there's one like passing reference to New York City. And that's it. And then the two subsequent seasons take place in between the gap, I guess, between Infinity War and Endgame and make no acknowledgement of what happens there. I think because that those movies were so secretive that they didn't even let the TV people know what the story was. So they could not plan ahead for what was going to happen. So they just ignored it. So timeline wise, it's technically taking place between like that five year gap between the snap. Right. What, yeah, so when the world okay. is going to hell and half the population is gone, they make no reference of any of that happening. Gotcha. Stuff just continues. Now, season seven, they start to tie up some stuff and try to make some things connect with some of the, uh, I don't want to say events, but um, maybe some of the tech you start to see similar from the movies that starts to show up in some of the later seasons just to try to connect the dots there. Mm-hmm. And there's some, you know, wishy-washy, we're trying to retcon some things to try to tie some things up. But it all works for me. I like. I don't think you can get too nitpicky with the show. I think it's it's really fucking good. Um, I still I, prefer, when you, when you get to season five, season five, I think they were expecting it to be it. The last episode, I think, of season five is literally called The End. Like, they were expecting that to be the end of the show. Mm. And then they got picked up for two more seasons. So... So it, like, it, five, it feels like a season, fin- like a series yes. finale. And season five, I think, is still my preferred finale okay. for the show. Like, if it had ended there, I would have been completely happy. And that's not to take anything away from the end of season seven. Um, they definitely, they shot, I think, the last two seasons back to back. Like, they planned an arc for where they wanted to go. So those two seasons back to back, I think, work really well. Mm-hmm. And it is a very satisfactory con- conclusion to the series. I wasn't, you know, torn up with, like, pissed off how they ended it or anything. They tied everything up really well. Um, just personal preference wise, I think season five is, is a better ending. Okay. So Andy, I don't know if you want to pick up at some point on that show, but I would still highly recommend it to you and anyone else that wants to check out that show. I, I, I absolutely love it. I think it. the only reason I stopped watching is I, it wasn't on Netflix anymore or I didn't have Netflix anymore or something like that. So it sort of stopped like when I wasn't watching Netflix anymore. So, right. I mean, do you have, you have Netflix now? I have it now. No? Yeah. Okay. So. It's, I do think it's something I'm watching. It's it something now. I want to watch. Okay. I just okay. 
Yeah. yeah, if you ever get back into it, definitely let me know because I I fucking love that show. I I'm just in like I want people to get caught up with it because I just want to talk about stuff because there's cool shit in there that <laughs> I don't know who else has actually sat and watched it that I want to talk about. So detail wise, Josh, we might have to talk out off air with yeah. specific stuff. But yeah, I'm 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 really excited for you that you are watching it. Yeah, I I, I think the like anything, the thing that takes a while to get into is the character development and to figure out who do I care about, why do I, or even if they're a misfit, even if they're a good guy or a bad guy, um, I think the maybe one of the reasons that the first half of the first season is a little slow going is because you're thrown into this context where the only person who you know is Phil Coulson. Yeah. That's the only person you have a pre-exposure to, but you're supposedly in the middle of all these familiar circumstances, which was supposed to be the outfall from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And Iron and, Man 3, too. There's some Iron Man 3 and, fallout, too. Exactly. And, and like, you can see that there's... Uh, this isn't really a spoiler, I, I don't think, as much. Lady Sif shows up, like, twice in the first season. Yeah. Because that was on air in the summer of summer and fall of 2013. So that was leading up to dark world. Yeah. So that makes sense. So like you have the story that you're entering almost in it, to some degree, you're almost entering the story in the middle, but it's really the beginning for all these people. So you're, you have to get to know all these people, but, you're not starting the story from scratch. It's like you're thrown in the middle of all the events. And I think the character development went on the back burner a little bit. Well, I think that's where the writer started to get maybe uh, not angry, but like disgruntled just from like, we have to juggle the what's going on in the MCU, but we also have to craft our own storyline. Like how we can't do both. Right. And, and even if they were trying to do that, like, like I said, I think it was competing priorities. The priority of, I have to tell you who these people are, why you should care about them, and why you should care about them ongoing, along with, you should care about the story, but those seem, those things sort of seem to be happening separately. Okay. Yeah, I got you. To me. And once you understood who the people are and why their own decisions and their own path mattered separately to what was going to be happening in a movie that would be coming a few months later, that's where they found their footing. Yeah, and some of these characters I'd love to see cross over internet, like in MCU proper at some point. I just think that'd be really fun callback at some point. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but uh, it'd be it'd be fun. I'd like to see it. Um, so that's Andy. my piece. We'll go to you. What do you What do you got lined up for us, Andy? Um, I've been watching Gotham on Netflix. Really? Oh, yeah. Had you watched it on TV previously, no, or I, you dived I'd in? Seen one episode, I think, like the pilot episode once. Okay. And, Assessment. Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm really into it. Um, How far in are you? Fourth season. Oh wow! Oh, okay. okay. Damn. All right. Yeah, so. I I couldn't get past the first season. Oh, really? You didn't care for it? I gave it one season, and I said, if it hooks me, I'll keep going. After the first season, I was like, this is stupid. I can't. I can't. <laughs> really? I didn't after, give a shit about anybody. After the first season, I was like, season. all right, I want to see some more. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't hook. Uh, there was a couple characters that I liked. I liked the guy playing the penguin. Yeah. I thought he was really yeah, good. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Um, The stuff with Jim Gordon was okay, but it like it was those two that I found a little bit of interest in. Jada Pickett Smith, her character irritated the shit out of me, and I was like, I I don't care. <laughs> I I cherry picked a couple episodes in later seasons. I think that we uh, I can't remember what season I watched, but um, I think some of the Hugo Strange stuff I started to to cherry pick a little bit, okay. which was which was decent, but still not enough to to really get me into it. There's actually a decent amount of gore in it as well. So did that throw you off too? See, I don't know if I don't know how much of, was in the first there's season. There's a lot of bloodiness to it. All right, maybe I mean maybe that happens later, and I don't, or or I just completely forgot about that show entirely for whatever I watched. I don't, I don't remember. I just think it's neat to see like the progression of characters that I'm used to being a certain way, and how they're sort of like 
almost like the villains are growing into being like villains because you know bruce is still pretty young yeah I, i just think it's neat i think it's really cool and i think they did a some decent casting jobs like the penguin was a good casting job the riddler was a good casting job bruce oh bruce, yes yeah i did like yeah, him bruce too. wayne was a good casting job and uh alfred obviously was a good casting job so that's true yeah yeah thinking about more of the cast i think the cast was pretty solid yeah so i don't know i think i think it's neat seeing like the progression it, it does get cheesy but i feel like any comic book show especially from DC sort of has got to have a little <laughs> cheese to it, you know? Yeah. But I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that a lot. We watched the office. Um, it's one of Jess's favorite shows. Um, I had seen up until the season, right before the season where Jim and Pam get together. I can't remember four. When it actually happens. That sounds about right. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I had made it to there before, but I'd never seen anything past that. So I didn't get any, oh, wow. any of that, um, you know, but it was it was a lot of fun watching it again, the stuff that I had seen, and really fun seeing the stuff that I hadn't. So that was I like I enjoyed that. Um, we've been watching our way slowly through New Girl, with uh, mm, Doey, okay. Zoe Zoe yeah, okay. Deschanel and um what's his name? Jack. Uh, is it Johnson Jack? something Johnson Jake, Jake, Jake Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. yes, um, Spider Man fan yeah, um, it's Peter B Parker. <laughs> It's it's uh, actually, I can't remember what season we're on, but it, it made us laugh before, but the last couple, like this last season has really been like, sort of like gut laughs, you know, like, oh my God, that was amazing, you know, like actually giving me some chuckles. So that's been pretty good. Um, I haven't really been reading anything, just, you know, still been going to work every day and everything. So um, I've been playing a couple of games, uh, picked up Streets of Rage 4. PlayStation 4. So I've been playing that. That was on Game Pass. I I did play through that. That was Streets of Rage 4. Yes. Streets of Rage? Yes. From like Sega Genesis. Yeah. They they made a fourth one on new consoles. With with like modern graphics and everything? Yeah. It's like, it's almost like anime (laughs) sort of graphics, I would say. Sort of. It's still like cartoony, Josh. It's It's not like high def. It's still cartoony. They did a very good job of making a modern day retro style brawler game. You know, it is a lot of fun. I'm fucking terrible at it still, (laughs) (laughs) but it's fun, you know, um, and what's neat is. Yeah. Eric and I played that. Yeah. What's neat is I can, I can log on and just, you know, Text my brother like, "Hey, you want to play Streets of Rage?" And he can be at his house, I can be at my house, and we can play Streets of Rage together, which is pretty awesome, I think. Um, yeah, that's how okay. Eric and I yeah. we played online, and that was fun. And um, I've had my uh, eye on trying to get a Nintendo Switch uh, for a while now, and they've been fucking nowhere. I couldn't find any for months, you know, just because the quarantine. I think ate up all the copies of, of a Nintendo Switch, but I recently found one. Um, and one of Jess's favorite games is was uh, the old um, Animal Crossing games from like the Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we picked up the Animal Crossing for the Switch, and we've been playing that. Um, yeah, I, I've seen that like all over online. Everybody is just enamored with that yeah, game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun actually. It's it's something that I'm like, ooh, like we can log in and do this. Ooh, we can log in and do that. You know, and you're basically just like these little cutesy characters running around your own island just like collecting bugs and crafting stuff and i don't know it's it's fun i enjoy it it's something that that jess and i can do together that we both enjoy so so i caught it a little bit and now i might have to imdb him real quickly to figure out what he does um does anybody know who gary witta is no not off the top i know he's a he's a screenwriter i'm trying to remember what i want to say he was maybe involved in rogue one Yes, he wrote Rogue One. Um, uh, well, I guess he's also credited for After Earth, which I, I don't know if we want to take credit for that. Oof. Is that the Will Smith movie? Yeah. Oh, it's more the Jaden Smith movie. But oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he also wrote Book of Eli, though, so that's not bad. Hmm, all right. Yeah, that's like um, somewhere in between the two. But yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, he's got uh, like a Twitch channel that he does, and he got really deep into Animal Crossing, also. So he does like a. I don't know if you want to call it a podcast or a talk show or, or what, uh, but it's called like animal talking, I think, um, where it's basically like his character in animal crossing. They just made a set 
in Animal Crossing, like a talk show, and he sits behind a desk, brings other guests. So like Brie Larson came on as her Animal Crossing person, <laughs> sat in the chair, and they had a conversation. That sounds amazing. Which was pretty fucking cool. So he does this like every every week or something, or every, you know, a couple times a week, and gets some pretty decent guests to show up and just be their Animal Crossing. I'd watch it just for Brie Larson. So yeah. So yeah, you know, check it out if you're interested. I thought it was pretty fun. It was a cool idea. <laughs> um, and I think that's all I got because I don't I don't remember I don't remember anything else. So we really haven't seen any movies just because there haven't been any movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's all for me. That's everything that's been up with me, I think. Well, you made it in half the time. Yeah. You made it to seven and a half minutes. I have been trying to <laughs> organize all of my Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> so, How big of an endeavor is oh that? Oh, my God. Like, I have a whole closet full, so. <laughs> is this one of those closets where, like, you open the door and it all just spills Some, out on the floor yeah, in front I, of you? It doesn't do that anymore. I fixed that, but... <laughs> That was that. a problem. We've, we've got past yeah, well, it. The first time I opened it, I was like, oh, shit, there's one. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's everything. Nothing else? Nope, yeah. Nothing? Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to start my own timer. <laughs> uh, I was trying to just narrow it down to like stuff I've been watching. Playing stuff has pretty much been the same as far as games like still playing warzone all the time still playing uh i still pop into destiny here and there just to oh. check in and see what's going on i have to i can't i can't get away yeah. i'm gonna encroach onto yours a little bit uh one other game that i played and i actually played it with you was sea of thieves oh that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. so brian got his first taste of the game sea of thieves the pirate, Ooh, life. pirate life yes ahoy there matey are um <laughs> and what, what did you what is, did you think it is it is fun with a crew. Yes. I can see how that can be enjoyable. Um but I think I made the comment at the time the this my same fears for the game I think are still very apparent where it's just like like what do you do other than sail around, possibly find things, look for treasure that is seems to be it. I I think I feel like I need more of an objective to keep me interested. Okay. So and I mean, I was, I was, I liked the customizable stuff. Like I liked, like it it could hold my interest to, to just try to find treasure, get currency to buy outfits for my guy or like ship customizable stuff. Right. Like that kind of stuff will keep me invested for a little bit, but it's not going to keep me invested long. Yeah. I think, I think that's why people were uh, like attacking people, you know, like pirates yeah. were attacking other pirates instead of doing, you know hunting for treasure or whatever they were looking for other players to just kill because there was yeah. nothing else to do but now they have they have all kinds of other stuff like they have events and yeah some of the in-game events were cool because we we were when we were playing there was some sort of like skull in the clouds mm -hmm. in the distance yep. to signify that there was like skull ships like like you know yeah ships controlled by like skull ai characters yeah, yeah. or skeletons and, stuff. and i've um i've tried fighting like the the giant shark and like the, the uh, what do you call it, Leviathan? You know, with the ten the tentacles and stuff like that. But kraken, yeah, yeah the kraken. Thank you. But I am still not good at the game at all. So <laughs> like that, like sort of like end game content. I don't know if that's what you would call it. Sort of has always eluded me because I've never, I haven't played it enough to really. Were you trying to go in solo, right? So you. Pretty much just just me and my ex, and it was it was awful. So, okay, <laughs> just it, just doing it. With yeah, two I feel like people, two people. Like, it's yeah, yeah, two people for something it, like it that was, is. A it was rough. a lot of fun with me, you, and uh, Leslie. And if we if we can get yeah. like Eric in on it too, that'd be fun. Yeah, we got. I think a crew of four is the way yeah. to go for sure. Yeah. It, it, I did like that. You you definitely have to communicate when you play that yeah. game, like. One person has a map, or you know, is in the bows of the ship, telling you where to go due to the compass and the map. And someone's all the way up top in the ship, telling you what's ahead and what might be in your way and when to get out of the way. And someone's steering the wheel like that. All that stuff was cool. Yeah. I liked all that. And the graphics are really nice, like the the way they did the water and the the um, the weather yeah. and everything like that. I think they did an excellent job of that. But yeah, the art style is pretty cool. I do like that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to encroach on your time. You can start your time. No, right no, you're fine. Oh, no one apologized for encroaching on any of my time. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you more time. 
There was a lot of encroaching. <laughs> um, yeah, so playing playing's pretty pretty much the same. Oh, uh, one thing I guess I did pick up recently, just because Eric bought it a while ago, and I was like, I promise you, when it goes on sale, I'm going to grab it again. Was a uh, Wreckfest, which is like a destruction derby racing game. Okay. Um, it's by the the developer I think that did. If anyone played Flat Out back in the day for original Xbox, I think there were two games, Flat Out One and Two. I've heard of it. Never um, played it. It's another like dirty racing game, just like mud and dirt and not rally, but like junk cars going oh, through dirt not, tracks. And not stuff. like dirty, like triple X. No, 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 not, not the, not the porn <laughs> stuff from bond that Josh was talking about. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's all about like the destructibility, destructibility of the cars. Like if you ran into a wall, your, your wheel could fall off and then you're DNFing the race cause your, your car is just junk. Um, and they have a lot of racetracks that, that, uh, cause chaos, so they're all like figure eight tracks or crisscrosses. So you're you're driving against the grain to run into people. So it makes it a little bit more uh, interesting, I guess, when you're racing, which is which is fun in my book. Uh, so yeah, that one I've enjoyed that one. Um, as far as what I watched, um, I hit some of the ones that Josh did. I did watch Old Guard, uh, which I thought was decent. Um, they definitely set up for a sequel, so I do want to see, I guess, where that goes. Um, fight with fight sequences and stuff in that were cool. The like mythology, I guess, of that movie, like the story wise stuff interests me. So I do want to just kind of like know more about that world. I think that's kind of cool. Um, the other one I watched that Josh mentioned was project power, which I really liked that one. I thought that was cool. I liked the, their take on superheroes with the pill. Um, and I mean, JGL's in there, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I man crush on him. So I'm, I'm there. Check that out. So my turn to encroach for a moment. <laughs> um, Sarah said, and this is not a dig at him, but it, it, Sarah said, it's interesting that this is the first time that we've ever noticed that Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like he has aged since 2005. <laughs> not that he looks, he looks old. Good. He just he finally looks, looks older than he did yeah. 15 years ago. He's He's the... the undercard for paul rudd <laughs> yeah like the thing we um we were, I was looking at his stuff i'm like you know if i think about it i haven't really seen him in much the last couple years and like he does have credits but i think i had to go back to maybe i think it was 2015 he did a uh like an r-rated christmas movie with seth rogan oh yeah that i think it was called the night before yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um w- which was funny but yeah, I just haven't seen him near. Like he was very prolific between like 2008 and 2015. Yeah, I just haven't seen him as much after that for a while. And it was great to see him again. But and I don't know if that was because like is that why? Like I haven't seen him as regularly for the last couple of years, or like at 37, 38, does he finally look like he is not 23 anymore? <laughs> he just put out a movie. I think that went to Amazon too. I think there was some 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 plane pilot movie i don't remember the name of it oh you're right yeah i heard really good things about that keep talking i'm gonna look it up okay um the other last movie that i think i i well actually no josh mentioned lovebirds um i was actually looking forward to that one and then it hit netflix and i watched it and i was like i'm okay i was okay watching that at home i was i was disappointed with that one i think i expected i really like uh stuber i think i was expecting something along the lines of stuber Stuber, it was it was not as funny as stuber Stuber was really good i like that one yeah, Stuber's, Stuber's like a, a a sleeper hit. I definitely recommend Stuber if you haven't seen Stuber. Um, but along those lines, uh, I did see uh, Amazon got My Spy eventually. Skipped the theater, went to Amazon. My Spy, I thought, was actually pretty funny. That was one with Batista as the spy and the little girl that, uh, like, finds him. Yeah, I forgot that was supposed to be a theatrical release. I think I, I remember coming across that scrolling through, and I think my brain said, isn't that movie two or three years old? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's I, recent, and I yeah, thought it was just kind of funny. melted together. I, I I laughed more watching that than Lovebirds, which I wouldn't have said prior to watching both of those movies. Batista's really turned into Fair. a very good actor. He he does like the deadpan stuff yeah, well, I think. Yeah, which works. Um, and then the last two things uh, I watched on Netflix were. Well, I guess they're they're one of them. I'm still in the middle of one of them. I just finished uh, both sort of series. Uh, the one I finished was Warrior Nun, which I oh, thought was fucking okay. cool. Oh, okay. It looked neat. 
That's yeah. It's the whole like um, there's a paraplegic girl who is stuck in a, an orphanage. She dies, uh, gets taken to a church, and there the the people at the church. There's like this sect of warrior nuns. There's this these nuns that fight demons and evil and stuff. And there's always one powered by an angel's halo. And the one that's powered by the angel's halo, she dies. So they're all in the same place. The dead girl eventually gets the warrior's halo, comes back to life, and suddenly has all these powers. And then it's like, well, what do we do? How do we fight demons without this person? And so that set up a really, really cool world. And I want to see more from there. The, the I think it's only 10 episodes. And by the time I got to episode 10 and the way that one ended, I was like, okay, here we go, 11. And it just ends. So... Are There's got to be more to that because it just stops. Are they all like our episodes? Uh, about that, yeah. About that, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I I thought that was really cool. I I like that one a lot. It's got a, it's got a bit of a sense of humor which I enjoyed. So that was cool. And like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and then the other one I just found out about like I don't know a couple days ago. I think I was scrolling the internet and just started catching clips from it. And I was like, wait, is this out? So I don't know when it was released. If it just released or if I'm just finding it now. But there is a six-episode documentary series on Netflix called High Score. I just is... saw the it flash across my screen today. Yeah. What is so it? That's all what about... is it? What is it about? It's like the history of video games. Oh, okay. So Neat. each episode takes a different, different, uh, sort of like section, I guess, and works its way through up. So I I got through I think three episodes already. Um, the first one is more like the arcade cabinet boom. Um, second one is starting to get into like home console phase, like the NES when the NES exploded. Um, and the third episode was, uh, role-playing games. So like between tabletop games and, uh, computer games that started doing RPGs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff in there that I found out that I did not know. So it's got some cool info and stuff from it. And I think they found some really cool people to interview. Like people, people that were involved in games that I didn't, I didn't realize or games that I'd never heard of people that are like almost like pioneers in the industry that I names that I've never heard before. There are of course some that you, I have heard like, you know, everybody knows Shigeru Miyamoto, the guy that made Mario and Zelda and all that stuff for Nintendo. He's, they're not interviewed. He's not interviewed. He's talked about, and you learn a little bit about him, but the, the people that actually get the interview, I thought is pretty cool. And there's some stories in there that I've never heard. So I'm excited to finish that one. I think that was really cool. So any, anybody that's a video game fan, I think definitely check that one out. And I think that was it for me. That's all I got. Uh, real quick, the that Joseph Gordon-Levin flight movie. I think it was a. It either went. It was either picked up by Amazon or it was an Amazon production. Uh, but it's called Seventy Five Hundred. Yes, I knew it was a number. And it looks to be like a pretty. It's it's an hour and thirty three minutes. So it's like probably you're in, you're out. Here's the story. Yeah. Nice. Um. I don't know. You guys got anything else to uh, add? I think, like I said, I, I went through what I did. I don't really have anything else to <laughs> no, chime I, in I with. I think I'm good. I could riff on anything you want to, but <laughs> it's, we, we've probably gone through quite a bit. Yeah, I think we've we've hit about our hour, just about our hour. Maybe a couple minutes over our hour. So maybe it's a good time to close it down. I think so. We'll actually kind of make it on our... Uh schedule this time yeah. <laughs> i know a little bit more of a quick hit this episode i think andy obviously was the quickest you got through years in like seven minutes man you're <laughs> lightning quick he just gets through the important points he cuts out all the fluff that i'm not able to <laughs> yeah and he doesn't fuck around no nah. he's like you give me that timer i'm gonna be done before that <laughs> i'll blow your timer out of the water um all right well that's it for us uh if you've uh, enjoyed the show please support us leave a five-star rating and review you can give us a share on social media that'd be great uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Hopefully anywhere you listen to your podcast, we will be there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, search Bry Guy and his super friends, or go to facebook.com slash superfriends. And you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that good shit there. You can try to email us, superfriends at gmail.com. I've never checked that. Well, no, that's, that's, that's a lie. I have checked it like three times since I've started the show so in five <laughs> years maybe three times uh so if you send something there it's, it's hit or miss whether i see it uh you can hit us up on twitter at bg super friends uh that i will see um i'm also going to start plugging maybe my my youtube and twitch which i've started dabbling in so 
If you want to find me, I'm Jedi Bry Guy on both of those. Uh, G-E-D-I-B-R-U... I can't even spell my own fucking name. <laughs> G-E-D-I-B-R-Y-G-U-I. No, G-U-Y. Jesus Christ. Did you say I can't G-E-D-I? Fucking... I, don't, I don't know. No, all right. Starting over. J-E-D-I. It's literally written down in front of me. I can't spell it. B-R-Y-G-U-Y. I keep wanting to say I where there's Ys. I keep wanting to say Gs when there's Js. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm the host of the show, folks. This is how we do it here. Uh, <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and make sure you pick one of those and send some comments out to us in uh, the lead up to our Venom rewatch and discussion. If you get around to it before you get the episode dropping, you know, hopefully like two weeks from now, week and a half or so, uh, Send out anything you have if, if you got to watch it before you hear the episode and maybe we'll get a chance to address, you know, your thoughts, bring your comments up, answer your questions. Uh, try, I mean, we won't be able to explain to you. We still won't be able to how that movie made $800 million, but <laughs> anything else about it will be uh, definitely welcome to uh, to discuss. So please, yeah, share that with us. Yeah, by the time this episode's up, we did I did post the video of the spin that lets you know that Venom is the next one up on the show. So there's that you can comment on. Um, probably once we narrow down what day we're going to record, I will try to lead us up to that and post something in the Facebook page so you know when we are going to record. So when the deadline is, if you want to send comments or questions, you'll know when to get them in by. Um, and we'll try to address them on the show. So it can be fun. Um and I guess again for the for the Twitch, if uh, you follow me on Twitch, I think you can follow now. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease that I got something planned for that channel coming up uh, for listeners of the podcast. So consider this just your, your little tease. We, we finished teasing the the wheel spin and stuff like that, so I'm gonna start teasing a couple little other things. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Give us give me a follow, and uh, you'll be all set for whenever whenever shit happens. And on behalf of Andy, Josh. And myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bloop. What was the bloop for? <laughs>